It's the First Amendment, broadband style. It's a safe, well-engineered, perfectly designed machine. TalkZone.com, Internet Talk Radio. Welcome back. We are talking today about the destiny that America has, a very, very high destiny. We must come out of our comfort zone. We want our cake and eat it too. We must understand that uh, there's a reason why we have the wealth and the warring technology that we have. If we don't take a stand in the world against the fundamental Islam terrorists, then they will take the world over and the world will become, Earth will be, uh, become a dark planet and you will never recognize her again. And I've been told this by the guides. This is not, this is serious stuff. We must be willing to do what it takes to defend freedom the world over and help remove, you know, in this book, uh, that I, I'm talking about, uh, what they want you to know by Carter Shepard, they talk about the Muslim fundamental terrorists as being an infection in the world and that there, the World War III has already begun. We just don't even realize it and it's spread way further than we have any idea. And how do they know that? Well, you see, when you're up on that plane, you can see the planet from a whole different perspective. You see the planet from a perspective of energy, positive and negative energy. And you can see cells all over the place that are festering with anger and whatnot and growing. And uh, this is what's happening. Uh, do you want me to do this or do you want Go to... Go ahead. So here's... I an... was wiped clean. <laughs> <laughs> so here's another one of the... This is very interesting. For years, Carter Shepard had been following a man called John Scudder. He, uh, John Scudder was Carter Shepard's uh, mentor, spiritual mentor for, I don't know, like 20 years or something, a long time. And then John died. And then uh, Carter set up with this Carolyn Cummings to do this channeling thing where Carolyn is a medium. She would connect with the spirits who had died, and Carter would do the interviews. And John Scudder showed up. And to Carter Shepard's shock, he told us this in a conversation with him, he was shocked at all the places where John Scudder had changed his mind. What happened was... John Scudder, who has a true, earnest desire to have truth, died. And because of his underlying intent to have truth versus being right, he was interested in truth versus being right, that when he died, he started realizing that much of what he was preaching on earth was wrong. So it's like in this interview, he brought all this new perspective that he had that he said, I realize I was wrong. Now, I remind you that Carter Shepard is a diehard Democrat who doesn't like the war and doesn't like Bush. So when any of these souls come in and say something about uh, for Bush, this is going against Carter Shepard and I, I suspect his and, medium and, as well. And bless his heart and his honor, he wrote this book yes. in spite of his bias. Yes, he said it was very difficult for him because a lot of this stuff was not what he had thought he wanted to hear from my these people. My hat's off to him for my that. My hat's off to him as well. That's hard to do. And my point is, is you might think, well, this is biased. And I'll go, this is anything but biased. If it was biased, it wouldn't be saying this because this is not what Carter wanted it to be said. That's so, right. What do you th- uh, so Carter says, what do you think of George Bush, our current president? 
John Scudder says, I think George Bush has done an exceptional job given all the obstacles he has encountered. He is a man of principle. He is a man who is unwavering in his desire to maintain and protect the people of the United States. I do not believe his invasion of Iraq was based upon profi- I do believe his invasion of Iraq was based upon profound and thoughtful decision making. However, at this that's all I ever get when I tune in. That's right. However, at this particular interval, there are so many obstacles preventing success that he is probably beginning to question his own decision. One should not do that. Do you believe we can win the war in Iraq? The war could be won tomorrow if all the countries in the world would get the message. They need to understand this pervasive, controlling, destructive ideology that is sweeping the whole world. Listen, folks, this is serious stuff. Carter, it seems to me Carter does not get it. I'll tell you, he comes back with questions that boggle my brain. It seems to me, Carter says, if we take our troops out of our Iraq, as many of us want to do, <laughs> John we literally... Got half our, our country split in half here on the issues. I know. John uh, interrupts him and says, excuse me, that is only an option of the weak. And I would add beyond weak, uh, people that want their comfort zones. They want all the warring technology and all the wealth, and they just want to sit on it and have a good life and let the whole rest of the world go into shambles. What kind of, what kind of, that's so selfish. Well, you know, you have a threat coming this way, and they want to ignore the threat. That's, that's a huge ignorance. That's the ostrich in the sand, isn't it? That's right. It, if that happens, John Scudder says, shaking his head, the United, if that happens again, shouldn't we take all the troops out of Iraq? That is only an option of the weak. If that happens, shaking his head, the United States will then become a fledgling nation all over again. What do you think would be, uh, let's see, oh yeah. I, I, I totally believe that's true. Basically, it seems like I know it. If, if we, uh, back down, we will be so riddled from within that we'll have to start all over um, this once great nation. So he says, what do you think of Democrats taking over? See, again, Carter Shepard is a true blue Democrat. The Democrats, again from the energy I'm feeling from Earth and the choice of the American people, the choice of the American people at this time. The American people have become complacent and their guards are down. The Democrats being in control are an expression of the American people. The people of the United States, I pray, will not need another disaster, you know, 911, to again strengthen them in their resolve for freedom. You know, I'll tell you, I went on, uh, I started this show by saying that um, I was noticing with pleasure and how much Americans hate to be at war. That's just really, that is good-hearted people that don't want to be at war. And then then I went in this thought process with the guides bringing me this information. I, I'm saying, well, I don't understand. You know, Keith keeps bringing up the fact that uh, right at the time when we were trying to find weapons of mass destruction in Iraq that there were 56 747s that flew out of Iraq you know just into Syria just bang 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 and it's, it's documented it's strongly believed that there were weapons all their ma- weapons of mass destruction were in those huge, 56 huge planes, planes. That's 56 right. went to Syria now 
Syria had a dam that broke. Do you know Iraq has, as far as I can, I've ever heard, studied and everything, Iraq has never gone to the rescue of anybody, and all of a sudden they got 56 70, 747s right before we land there, right before George W. Bush lands there with our troops. What do you think that was about? So, again... What do you think in the sand besides our heads? So, again, why would President Bush choose to go to war and not tell and explain to the people what's going on. Because I'll tell you what, I think George Bush has a pretty darn good idea what's going on with the Islam, Islamic yep. fundamental. I think he really knows what's going on. And here's what the guides told me. <laughs> There's no opening. You say and it, George, you get such a big backlash, it wasn't worth it. George Bush knew it. He knew that if he said to people... You guys, World War III has already begun. The Islamic fundamentalist uh, terrorists are not going to stop. They're spread further than you know. They have every intention of taking the world over. This is one place that we can go in and stop the, and take a stand against this problem, and, and I'm going to do that. He couldn't say that. Why? Because the American people don't want to hear it. And when the guides finally said to me, there is no opening, I got it. I got why President Bush has gone out on a limb, is standing there on the skinny branches virtually by himself, has taken a stand against this horrible thing all by himself. In this book that I tell you about, you wouldn't, you wouldn't believe how many of these souls come through and say George Bush is a warrior, he's a good man, he's coming from his heart, he's coming from his principles, he's fighting the war that needs to be fought. And... You know, he isn't able to say to the American people, I'm doing it because we've got the Antichrist over here looming because the American people don't want to hear it because they like easy, lazy, comfortable, have their cake and eat it too. Now, there's one other point that I wanted to make. Did you want to say something? Well, you know, I've been hated by people, and George Bush has, I'd say, about a, a billion people in this world viscerally hating him. And to stand up and, uh, you know, stick to his guns, I think he's a praying man. I think he's a loving man. I think he tries hard and and really seeks to do this thing right. And it takes all the grit and toughness that he has, and I think he's delivering. You know, he's not perfect. And he may not be the best on some policies, but on the main crisis in the world today, and on the main crisis facing the United States, I think he's one of the few people on earth that would be able to hold himself together in the middle of such a half the nation hating him and half the world hating him. What a beautiful stand he's making, and I believe he's guided by a higher power to do this and, and protected. You're listening to Mastering Ourselves with Keith and Charmaine Amber, your spiritual lifestyle experts helping humanity wake up one show at a time, Monday through Saturday, 7 p.m. Pacific, 10 p.m. Eastern, right here on CRN. Uh, we talk a lot about pre-birth contracts. So let's take and wrap that into this conversation because I think it's very important. One of the people that the Americans are always, you know, in the news, another person died over there, like, oh, my God, so... Bringing democracy to the world isn't worth one more people, person dying. Hmm, that's pretty small thinking. So I would like to remind you that we've all signed a pre-birth contract. I would like you also to know 
that the guides are fully aware that we would be in the Iraq war now. And so when we all were signing our pre-birth contracts, the soldiers that are in Iraq dying and giving their life knew that. They knew that they were signing up for war before they came in. They signed up to do that. Remember, we don't have a draft. Even if we did have a draft, when you get born into a draft, you know that that's what you're getting born into. If you don't want to be born into that, be born somewhere else. That's how it works. So, you know, we have all this, but Americans are dying. Folks, people are dying the world over from these Islamic uh, terrorists, and they're going to continue to die until they've taken over. Say women out there, how do you like all those privileges, which, God, they shouldn't even be a privilege. It should just be the natural way of being. It's not a privilege to be an equal human being. It's the way it should be. How would you like all that taken away? That's what's coming. That's what's coming. If these Islamists get their way, you're going to be wearing a burqa. That's what you're going to be doing. It's it's okay then that your husband does anything you want because you don't have say against him. You don't no have say. equal rights. You're basically his cattle, his and he's the owner. If that's how things want, it could be a loving thing or it could be the ownership, and he can get as many wives as he wants. You know, we just basically, they call we, it if he can pay for it, he can get it. You know, we just don't really want to go there. We want our job, our destiny is America is to help bring democracy to the world over. It's a huge, huge destiny. And it took uh, a pioneering people that came over from England and came over to this world and uh, colonized this world. It needed to be done. The Indians are good people, but they were not up for this destiny. It took pioneering people to do this. And there's a reason that we've been brought all this warring technology with uh, people that hate war. I mean, what perfect combination. People that hate war, that have an ability to go at war for the right reasons. And that's what we need to do. That is what our destiny is. I don't know if it's a quarter of American people have Indian blood in them. I don't know what it is. But, you know, a lot of American people... This day and age, American citizens have Indian blood in them. Uh, a lot of the Mexicans over here, Mexican is the mixture of Indian and Spanish blood by and large, so there's a whole bunch more right there. And before uh, the Caucasians came over to what is now United States, you had Indians, uh, Native Americans, that were more natural, closer to nature, closer to earth, but you have most of the tribes, they were warring oftentimes uh, one against the other, you know, for centuries, and so we just came in and we became another faction of that warring, so it's not night and day, they were holy and we, you know, the, I'm part Indian too, but the Caucasians weren't uh, holy, you know, it was simply different things, and what happened, like Charmaine is saying, is we came in and needed a basis of a variety of talents and powers and technologies brought in by a mixture of different nationalities to be United States and to help the world find uh, democracy and respect for all of the citizens, respect for the nature and that kind of thing. 
You know, this is a, an amazing destiny that America has is to be a, um, <clears throat> what do they call that? <clears throat> Transitional. A transitional empire. Empire, yeah. Yes, even even Britain now is coming up to speed with the idea of transitional empire, where we go in to help countries like Iraq become free, not ever with the idea of owning them, but help teach them how to be free themselves. Right. What an amazing, amazing opportunity we all have in this country to be the forerunners of bringing that to the world over. What a privilege and honor that we have to help bring democracy to the world. Don't you want to stand up and stand behind that? That's not what uh, the Soviet Union was doing in Afghanistan. That's not what China did in Tibet. We are coming from a whole different place. A whole different place. And don't you want to be part of that? Don't you want to stand up for democracy the world over? I mean, what a legacy this generation could give, but de- democracy to the world over. Don't you want to stand for that? I know I do. You're listening to Mastering Ourselves with Keith and Charmaine Amber, and we'll be back after the break. Thank you. <laughs> 